Hello and welcome friends. You are now listening to the new grad physical therapist success blueprint audio experience. I am the host of this podcast, Javier Carlin, the founder of the new grad PT mentors, where we help new grad physical therapists like yourself to become confident clinicians, increase their worth as PTs and take control of their finances without burning out or needing 10 plus years of experience. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to us. And if you have any questions at all, reach out to us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. If you haven't already, make sure to join our free Facebook group, New Grad PT Mentorship, and follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. In this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint Audio Experience, learn about burnout in the profession and what you can do to avoid it. From the symptoms to understanding the four root causes of the issue and eventually fixing these issues, keep listening to hear what you can do to not burn out in the physical therapy world. You have way more control than you think. My name is Javier Carlin. I'm a physical therapist and New Grad PT career coach. I'm the founder of the New Grad PT Mentors, and tonight, Tonight, I want to discuss a very important topic. It's the topic of burnout. Um, burnout is actually, Andrew, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for watching, John. Thanks for jumping on, man. Um, Gabby Mace, how's it going? Winner, winner. All right. So, so tonight's uh, discussion is on burnout. That is the diagnosis that we have for tonight. And I think it's a very, very important topic that um, a lot of us, you know, I mean, even PT students um, and new grad PTs and um, a lot of us just hear, you know, the word burnout being tossed around a lot. Trevor, what's up, man? Um, and, you know, as a, you know, going back to my third year PT school, you know, I, I had been hearing about this thing called burnout for some time now. And in my head, it just, it never made sense to me. It never made sense to me because I was like, number one, uh, the physical therapy profession is the most amazing profession on the planet, right? So in my head, I'm like, well, wh- why is it that people you know, fall out of love with the profession, why do they start to resent it and hate it? And and why do they have this lack of energy? Um, and I started to notice these things more and more um, throughout my clinical internships with my CIs, uh, the people that were around me, uh, the other physical therapists, the PTAs, just everyone in that environment. And Kimberly Gunn, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And I started to realize that this this thing called burnout was actually was actually real. It was real and it was evident all around my environment, um, uh, usually obviously in the form of you know, me being inside a, a clinical affiliation and a rotation. And I just started to notice these uh, similarities between uh, practitioners, mostly you know, those who were 10, 15, 20 plus years out. But then I started to notice a common trend and I noticed that, sorry about that, that there were actually um, you know, a lot of you know, new grad PTs, you know, five years out, three years out, one year out, even one year out, six months out, that were, that were talking about burnout. And I'm like, like what? Like how, how does that happen? Um, and, and quickly I just started noticing these patterns um, in, in what, you know, people were describing as burnout. And man, I never thought I never thought I would actually you know actually experience it until you know six months out of school I'm working for my previous employer 
and I started to I started to definitely feel it. And funny enough, I was in a in a pretty amazing environment in in my opinion. Uh, when in compa- when you know comparing it to to different uh, to different situations that my classmates had 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 been in, and just uh, you know previous rotations that I was in as well. And I, I thought, like initially, I was like, man, this is like the best place to be in. But all of a sudden, something started happening, uh, and I wasn't aware of it. You know, burnout hits you like, like it's just something that happens over time, and um, and you don't you don't realize it until until it hits, until it hits, until it clicks. And and I just want to say, number one, that burnout is is actually something that happens to you know most physical therapists unfortunately um it's sad because like i said pt is the most amazing profession we get to help so many people uh however uh the system that that we have created not us personally but the profession as a whole or that others have created for the profession um ultimately can lead to burnout there are several other other factors that play into it but that is one of them and uh, Ryan thank you so much for joining Uh, Marissa thank you so much for joining Um, so let's dive into it let's dive into it Uh, diagnosis burnout so burnout is essentially a prolonged uh, it's a reaction to a prolonged or chronic job stress right uh, it happens over time. You never know when it's going to hit, but it eventually hits and sinks in and you're like, holy, like what the heck just happened, right? So the classic symptoms of burnout. And you know what? Let me go ahead and describe the burn, burnout a little bit more. So burnout is a feeling of exhaustion, right? You get home, you're exhausted, you're you're physically and mentally drained. You're driving on the way you know, back home from work and you're just like, what the heck just happened? Like looking back at it, you're like, I don't even know where my day went. And you're just, you're just, you know, your body is, is just really drained. You're drained emotionally and mentally, and it's not, it's just not a good place to be in. Uh, burnout is also uh, a point of of cynicism where you start to hate the environment. You start to hate the job. You start to hate the people you work with. You start to really resent the profession and and all that time you spent into learning and mastering your craft for the past three to seven years, obviously. Um, and, and again, it's, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. Uh, it's, it's also a feeling of, uh, you know, not being professionally able to handle your job or feeling less capable to handle your job, uh, not feeling confident, not feeling, uh, certain that you can actually perform all these things are what burnout is. That is the definition of burnout. So I want to quickly go over the symptoms. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, Jocelyn, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, The symptoms. So what are the symptoms of burnout? I quickly went over a few, but I'm going to go ahead and list them out for you, okay? So symptoms of burnout is depleted physical energy. Physical energy. So again, that physical exhaustion that we were talking about, which translates into every aspect of your life and also translates into your you know emotional and mental state um emotional exhaustion of course emotional exhaustion is something else we talked about you get home you're drained you don't feel like talking to one you don't feel like doing anything you don't feel as if you had a successful day you just don't feel like you should feel happy you just don't feel happy so emotional exhaustion is another symptom of burnout lowered immunity obviously the more stressed you are the more sick you get, 
So this is an actual <laughs> medical symptom, right? Lowered immunity is actually a symptom of burnout. You know, a lot of things going on at work in your personal life. Uh, you feel like, you know, just there's just so much going on around you and, and you don't have time to take care of number one, which is you. So your immunity goes down because you're stressed, your cortisol levels go up. So immunity is actually a symptom of burnout. Um, another symptom is poor relationships. So your, your relationships uh, start, to, start to take a tumble. They start to um, really go south. Whether it's a relationship with your family, you know, your parents, your brother, your sister, your, your girlfriend, your spouse, your friends. You just don't have that emotional energy. You don't have that physical energy to even care to develop relationships, true relationships with the people that are around you, the people that you care about the most. So what happens is you, is you start putting yourself in the shell. Maybe you don't go out and hang out as, with friends as much. Maybe you decide not to see your family as much. You decide to bring yourself down and you know stay in your apartment, stay in your room and just kind of, you know, just your relationships suffer. Your relationships suffer when you don't have physical and emotional energy. So that's another symptom of burnout. Um, you know, a pessimistic outlook is is another another major symptom of burnout. A pessimistic outlook, you feel like nothing can go right. You feel like the world is against you. You feel like there's you have absolutely no control over over your situation. You go in into the day and you know it's just going to be a bad day. You know it's going to be it's a terrible day. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm sure as hell someone is going to piss me off. Someone is going to say something I don't like. Someone is going to hurt my feelings. Someone is going to um, tell me to do something that I don't want to do. I have a pessimistic outlook, right? If you're experiencing burnout, one of your symptoms is a pessimistic outlook. Now, pessimistic outlook. Now, this not me, not, not my, that's, this not, might not be you all the time, but you know, it's, you know, a greater percentage of your time of your day, you're seeing the world through a negative lens. So, you know, I believe another symptom of burnout is inefficiency at work. So now, you know, you have depleted physical energy, you have, you know, emotional exhaustion, your relationships start to go down, even with your patients, you have this pessimistic outlook and now your efficiency at work starts to go down. So everything just starts to, you know, really go south. Your, your efficiency at work, I'll go ahead and write this down. So now you're inefficient at work. And now you feel even less capable to perform your job. And you're just in this place of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion. And you don't know how to get out. You don't know how to get out. So... I, like I was saying in the beginning, I threw out, you know, my, Andy, what's going on, man? Thanks for jumping on. Uh, throughout my last year of PT school, throughout my, you know, first year out of school, I started to pick up these patterns and I started really quickly figuring out, uh, you know, really diving in deeper, aside from all these symptoms that I was seeing other people have, and, and really starting to experience my, myself after six months uh of coming out of school, which I thought was never going to happen, I started to kind of quickly figure out what the root cause was. So in physical therapy school, right, we have symptoms, symptoms, you know, inflammation, inflammation is a symptom, uh, you know, lack of range of motion. Why do we have lack of range of motion? Is that a symptom or is that the root cause? Um, you know, pain, is that a symptom or is that the root cause? Typically it's a symptom of something else going on, going wrong. So 
the symptoms is what we you know see on the outside right what what's what's really causing these symptoms is exactly what I'm gonna go ahead and explain below so the root cause of burnout number one and you know everyone has a like different view on this but these are a combination of, of you know five to six different things that I've noticed and it just it makes so much sense so you let me know if this makes sense if it does comment makes sense below um, number one most people burn out because of lack of control lack of control whether that is perceived lack of control or you really have no control over your situation at work so if you don't have control over your situation if you feel like you know things are just happening around you uh, in your workspace in your life and and you just don't know like like what the next move is or what the next thing is is gonna be for you you're gonna start to feel burnout you're gonna start to feel frustrated with your situation you're just not gonna like the environment that you're in the one of the root causes of burnout is lack of control for me it was a point where I noticed I didn't have as much control as I thought in my with my previous employer I, I all these things that I thought were going to happen uh, you know that I was starting to implement and started to uh, really I, I got great great feedback from it all um, and really they were on board with it but it just never happened so I felt like I had a control my expectations were I have control because that's what they were telling me but then I noticed that it quickly I noticed pretty quickly that it just wasn't true so I had a lack of control and that's you know six months out what I started to feel lack of control uh, that ultimately ultimately led me to burning out number two is no growth opportunities so for me it was I had growth opportunities but they didn't align with what I wanted they didn't align with what I wanted so either of those two things a lot of the times people try to you know push something you want down your throat and it doesn't align with what you want you have some resistance whether you express it or not and that can ultimately lead to burnout so the reason I say no growth opportunities is that once you know you get into the field and you become a physical therapist awesome you quickly find out that you know as a physical therapist there's already little potential for growth whether it's financially or within a company unless you start going into you know management positions like a clinical director and you start moving up the chain that way so one of the things that you know eventually leads to burnout is a lack of growth opportunities because there's no ascension for you there's no way for you to move up there's no way for you to get better and progress so having no opportunities or, or and these are things that you should be finding out even before you take a job you ask your employer like are there any opportunities for growth and we can dive into that later on but a lack of opportunities for you um, you feel stuck you feel like there's there's really nothing else besides what you're doing now and and again it doesn't happen it doesn't happen right away because everything's new when you're just out of school you're learning all these things but what happens is that if there are no opportunities for you to grow within that company or if there are no opportunities for you to stimulate your mind and continue to learn and grow you know with with your skills whether clinical or other skills that you might be learning if you're not able to use that if you're not able to learn and grow and, and challenge yourself with that company you're gonna quickly burn out
you're gonna quickly burn out. So that's the number two root cause. Number two. Number three is poor environment, poor environmental energy. This is a game changer. This is a huge game changer. And unfortunately, a lot of the times we feel like we don't have control over this. And, you know, in person, in, you know, if you're working for a company, even before, even before you accept the position, you should know what that work environment is like. You should know what that work environment is like. So how do you do that? Let's say, and I'm kind of diving off topic a little bit, but I think it's relevant. Let's say you, you know, you um, go to go to an interview. It goes really well. You end up getting hired there, or they offer you a position as a physical therapist, um, and you say, "Hey, listen, you know what? Before before I accept your offer, because I have a couple more on the table, um, is it okay if I spend a couple days?" just observing and, and hanging out with the staff, just watching how you guys do things because I just want to get comfortable with your system. If you find out, and honestly, a couple, more than a couple days might be best, a week, two weeks, and I know it's, it's hard because you're initially not getting paid for it, but this allows you to avoid burnout. If you see that the environment after a week or two you know, if it's a negative environment, if people have a pessimistic outlook, if all they can talk about is burning out, if all they talk about is the negative stuff that's going on in their life, if, if they just bring people down and just have this negative self-talk and don't really care for learning and growing, that's a poor environment to be in. So being inside a poor environment and having that negative, negative energy surrounding you will bring you down and eventually it will lead to burnout. If the people around you are complacent and they're comfortable and they're not willing to, again, learn and grow in their position and just, man, it, you end up turning to them. You end up becoming them. For me, I'm a highly driven, highly motivated person. I never thought that my environment would affect me. However, when I you know, started to, to work, um, I was the most driven one there and everyone else was kind of already, you know, complacent, comfortable, you know, still saying how like, you know, complaining about X, complaining about Y, complaining about this patient, complaining about that, that patient. And sure enough, like my mental capabilities started coming down a little bit. I kind of sunk to their level because that was just the environment that was around me. That was just the environment that I was around me. So I thought I didn't have a choice. Um, but the fact is that you have you have some control you have some choice if you don't have that environment you know around you day to day number one you can quit your job and find another one because there are you know plenty of jobs out there the right job that's another story you have to really work to find one of those but it is possible you have to be willing to sacrifice some time to find the perfect position for you um, the other thing you can do to um, counteract that is actually and actually you know what let me let me go ahead and wait till the treatment and interventions the treatment and interventions is, is where I'll talk about how you, you know, kind of save yourself from burning out. Okay. So another, another point for burnout is disconnect. So a disconnect with what you thought was going to happen and what's actually happened. So it all comes back to expectations. Now there's a wonderful quote that says, um, you know, trade your expectations for, appreciation and the world changes instantly that is true however however when someone else places these expectations 
in your mind, a potential employer, a coworker, someone in your life tells you, hey, this is how it's going to be, I can guarantee it, and then you know, one month out, two months, two months in, three months in, four months in, five months in, six months in, a year in, the expectations that, <laughs> that were told to you are completely different, there's a disconnect there. And that disconnect is gonna piss you off. And that disconnect with what you thought was gonna happen and what's actually happened will eventually lead to burnout if you stay in that, in that environment, if you stay in that position. Does that make sense? It could also be you know, the expectations that, that were placed, that, that they told you something was gonna happen and it didn't, but it could also be a disconnect between what you thought you wanted and you know, a few months later what you actually figured out you wanted. And when, once we get to this area right here, I'll go ahead and show you how to avoid all of this. I'll, I'll go ahead and show you how to avoid all of this. So disconnect and expectations are another thing that leads to burnout. And another cause of burnout ties in with inefficiency. So I'm gonna go ahead and just put inefficiency as the fifth root cause of burnout. Inefficiency in the clinical systems, inefficiency in the structure of how the organization that you're working for or are going to work for uh, is built. And that inefficiency, if things aren't done uh, properly, if you don't see your patients progressing, if you don't see your patients getting better or not being treated in the way that they should be, if you're not able to do that and also take care of the business, documentation, notes, and everything else that you have going on on the side, you're gonna lead to burnout you'll lead to burnout. If there's, this, if there's no system, if there's no system that allows you to you know, get your work done um, notes and documentation wise, and also take care of the patients the right way, how they're supposed to be treated, if that system does not allow for that, you will get burnout. You will get burnout. So, a lot of negativity in this section right here with the symptoms and root cause, right? But now, I want to show you what the treatment and interventions are. The treatment and interventions. And um, we have a lot more control than you think. We have way more control than you think over, over um, everything. Over everything. You know, you can't, you can't really control what happens, but you can always control the way you feel. And the way you feel is everything. The way you react is everything. For me, I have this 90 second rule. And some people think I'm crazy. Um, but it's okay because I feel great. So if, if you don't like this rule, then um, I, I would really like have you like kind of just think about it a little bit more and realize what it does for you and what it does, does for your life. So the 90 second rule, and I'm kind of going off a tangent right now, but the 90 second rule, Amanda, thank you so much for jumping on. So the 90 second rule is this thing I learned from uh, Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins says you have 90 seconds, 90 seconds to get pissed off, to feel sad, to to you know, get angry, get mad, have all these negative emotions for 90 seconds. After those 90 seconds, you have to go into a state of gratitude. You have to forget all the bullshit, put it aside, and remember where you're at right now. Remember the things in your life that you're grateful for, that you're thankful for, and everything. You can't be angry and be in a state of gratitude at the same time. So that's the 90 second rule, and that's how you have control over the way you feel and the way you react to things, okay? That's a small tangent. But Drew, thanks so much for jumping on, man. Um, I'm kind of, I'm actually going over your question right now. Your question was, I'm about to be a new grad. How do I prevent burnout from, from the start of my career? So if you wanna go ahead and just watch this, um, uh, Drew, I kind of went over the symptoms 
and the root cause and the def definition of, of burnout and what that actually is and then why it happens. Um, and right now, I just want to go over, like I said, treatment and interventions, how you can actually um, prevent burnout from the start of your career. And it's very doable. It's very doable. It's just a matter of taking care of these few things that I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and show you now. So as far as you know, the treatment and interventions, the things you can start doing right now, right now, uh, to take care of all these issues right here, number one is you have to be in a winning environment. You have to be in a winning, winning environment, whether that's in person or online, you need people that are gonna have your back. You need people that are gonna be in your corner when you need them. You need people with a positive outlook on life, positive outlook on everything, on the career. You need to be in that environment that allows you to succeed and flourish in your position. Like I said, if you don't have that in person, you sure as hell need to find it online or in some other form of, of coaching because this is everything. Your environment is everything. Your environment will make or break you. You have to surround yourself around the right people. Remember how I said before, for me, I kind of started sinking down to the people that were around me where I started to get complacent. I started to, you know, feel, I started to get comfortable and I started to just have this negative self-talk about myself and it was just bad and that wasn't me that was the people around me and now it started to kind of infiltrate my mind so winning environment your one point that i want to drive home is that your input you know determines your output whatever's going in here determines what you the energy that you put out to the to the world you know to the people that you surround yourself with so you have to be very careful about your internal and external environment and that is one treatment and intervention for burnout. The way you do that, like I said, if it is your first job, Drew, if it's your first job coming out of school, uh, one, one tip that I gave, and this is not something many people would do because as new grad PTs, we're so eager to just jump on the first job, jump on the first offer because we just want to start making some coin. Understandable. We haven't worked in a few years. You know, we're in a lot of debt. So we just, we're just that urgency for coin, um, forces us to accept the first position, the first job offer that we get. What I would recommend you do, and again, this is something that most people wouldn't do, but what I would recommend you do is that, let's say you know you have the interview, you get the job, you're, you're interested, you're interested in, in, you know, in uh, accepting the job offer, and I kind of went over this before, but I'm gonna go ahead and go over it again for you, uh, Drew. You, before you accept the job offer, you wanna go ahead and ask them, hey listen, I love everything about about um, your company. I love everything you have to, you had to say about it. What I want is to spend a couple days in the clinic to just observe. I just want to see. I want to understand, you know, your clinical systems. I want to see the patients uh, that that you have in here and how the staff interacts with them. I just want to be a part of this environment um, for a couple days just to see how it works, just to see how it flows. And honestly, two days is good. But in two days, people can, you know, typically when people see a new guy come, come in, everyone kind of, you know, you know, steps it up a little bit, starts, uh, you know, having more energy, being kinder, taking care of the patients better because they know if someone's watching. So if possible, a week or two weeks would be nice. That way you can really see what the environment is about. So if you want to really, 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 really prevent, prevent burnout, unless it was an 
you know, a past experience that you had in a clinical rotation, then that's something you might want to do because a winning environment, an environment where people push you on a daily basis, where they're pushing you to become better, to become more, to learn more, where they challenge you and challenge your way of thinking and allow you to grow, that environment prevents you from burning out. So that's my first tip, my first tip to prevent burnout, okay? Number two, how do we handle the no growth opportunities? So no growth opportunities, um, when you're stuck, so let's say you're stuck or bored, you it leads to burnout, right? So let's say whether you have this winning winning environment or not, let's say you don't, you need to grow. You need to get unstuck. The way you get unstuck from your situation is again to challenge yourself, to com- continue to stimulate your mind. Typically what happens is that, you know, throughout our our physical therapy school journey, we have all these little goals that we have to hit, whether it's that next, you know, cardiopulmonary test, that next neuro test, that next MSK test, whether it's a big uh, final comprehensive exam, whether it's the boards, whatever that next goal is, we always have something that we're, you know, moving forward towards, that we're moving forward towards. We have this curriculum that's set up for us and we know what the expectations are, we know the clear outcome and we continue to move forward and we feel like we're growing. We feel like we're growing. What happens is that shortly, shortly after we graduate, you know, we, we pass the boards, we get that first job, boom! All my life goals have been achieved. I am now a doctor of physical therapy, I have a job, and I haven't thought about anything else, but I'm here, and I'm ready, I'm ready to take on the world. And sure enough, our life curriculum hasn't been built. And again, if you are experiencing burnout, is because you're stuck, you're bored, you're not growing, you're not challenging yourself, you're not becoming better. Life gets better when you get better. And the only way that happens is if you continue to stimulate your mind, continue to invest in yourself, and continue to grow beyond anything imaginable. Okay, so you have to continue to invest your invest in yourself at a very very high level and that can look like several different things that can look like several different things Jessica thank you so much you're awesome I watched your um, I watched your live yesterday and it just inspired me but you have to have a life curriculum you have to have a curriculum that you create for yourself of new skills that you're going to learn whether it's you know skills in marketing and sales and finances uh, you know, more physical therapy skill, skills, that's cool, but continue to learn, continue to create that curriculum for yourself, otherwise you're going to get stuck, you're going to feel bored. So you can have to continue to invest in yourself. That can be financially, that could be, um, you know, mentally. This can look like several different, different things. You can have a coach, you can, you know, be a part of an online academy, you can, you just, you have to continue to learn. CEUs, yes, they, they, they're great. Their CEUs are amazing. They allow you to grow clinically, but you have to learn more than just that. You have to. Otherwise, eventually you'll lead to burnout. I hope, does that make sense? So Drew, if you're still watching right now, treatment interventions right now for you, Drew. Um, Again, how do I prevent burnout from the start of my career? 
Put yourself in a winning environment. Put yourself around people who are constantly pushing you and pushing themselves. They will motivate you. They will, they will encourage you and they will, they will inspire you to become better. Number two, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. It's, it's so key to your happiness and success in life. You have to continue to do that at a high level even after you graduate. Even after you graduate or eventually you will burn out. That's a fact. Kristen, thank you so much for jumping on. Number three. Number three really hits this one right here. Lack of control. So what is a treatment for a lack of control? So the last treatment for burnout is very, it's, I mean, it starts with thinking. Discipline. I mean, discipline's a great one too, Jessica. That's, that's an amazing answer. Um, you need to sit down and think. And you might be like, Javi, like, why does this even relate to lack of control? Why, why is lack of control like an issue number one? We covered that. But why is thinking time so important? So, so few of us take the time to actually sit down and think, think about what we want our life to look like. So few of us actually take the time to just sit down and think. I don't know if you can see it, but right back there, I have this thing called the High Performance Planner that allows me to sit down and think for about 15 to 20 minutes. I have to be honest, this morning I looked at it and I was like, man, I have so many things I need to accomplish. I had a list, this list right here actually, this list of things to do this morning. And I was like, shoot, like I'm, I'm, you know, I went to the gym, I'm doing all these things, I have this big list I have, to, I have to accomplish. But I'm like, you know what, no. If I don't have 15 to 20 minutes for myself to just think about the things that I want, then I don't have a life. So you need to sit down and think. This thinking will allow you to have more control over your life. Because so few of us do that. So few of us do that. You have to think about what you want your life to look like right out of school, one year out of school, three years out of school, five years out of school, 10 years out of school, 15, 20 years out of school into your career. What do you want your life to look like? Start thinking about it right now. If you don't know, if you don't know what you want, if you can't see it, if you don't have a target, you're never gonna hit it. So start thinking about that right now. That right away gives you more control. You have to think about why you want it. Why do you want that, that very thing? Why do you want, you know, to accomplish so much. Why do you want to hit those goals, those dreams? For me, it's, you know, having my practice, having my online business. That's what I want. But why do I want it? Well, I want to provide for my family. I want to be able to spend as much time with them whenever I want, wherever I want, without anyone dictating what my life should look like or where I have to be at any specific moment in my life. So the, re the reason, what I, the reason I want that is because of all those things I just listed out. I can get way more detailed into it. But I didn't have that with my parents. My parents didn't have it. My grandparents didn't have it. And I want that for my life. I want that for my kids. So that's why I want it. So when you have a lack of control, sit down and think. Just freaking think. What do I want? Why do I want it? Number three, think about how you're going to get there. Yeah, it's cool if you know what you want. It's cool if you know why you want it. But where's the plan? How are you actually going to achieve it? You see how this is all leading to you having more control over your situation, having more control over your life? You see how this prevents you from burning out? Because now when you have control, you know where you're going, 
or at least you have a better plan to know where you're going than if you just kind of let life happen and life happen to you. No, you don't have, you don't allow that to happen to you or else you lead to burnout, to burning out. Okay. So think about what you want. Think about why you want it and think about how you're actually going to achieve it. Okay. Now, when you get to that point, now you have to figure out, okay, am I going to do this alone? Am I, going, am I going to achieve the goals that I've set out to achieve alone? Or who is going to help me get there? For me, time is a much more valuable asset than money is, right? Money's, I mean, money's great. Money allows you to do amazing things, yes. But I don't have enough time to waste because our life is finite. We don't live forever. We don't live forever. So I want to make sure that the time that I'm here on this planet is, is well spent, well spent. So in my head, if I don't know something, I can try and figure it out on my own. I can spend a year, three years, five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25 years, 30 years trying to do it all on my own. And who knows, I might be able to do it. That's fine. I I could. Some people succeed on their own, not saying you can't. But in my head, I'm like, screw it. If I want things like right now, if I want, you know, that financial freedom, if I want that time freedom to be with my family, like I said, whenever the hell I want, wherever I want, then I want that to start happening from today, not five years from now, not 10 years from now. You know, what happened? Who knows what's going to happen five, five years from now, from now? I have the opportunity to make shit happen right now. I'm going to do it. I'm young. I'm driven. I'm motivated. I'm hungry. You know, my parents didn't have that life. My grandparents didn't. I have the opportunity to do it. So why not? Why not? What's stopping me? What's holding me back? Nothing. So who is going to help you do it? Do you want someone to shrink a decade, you know, into a day, shrink a decade into a year to allow you to hit those goals, you know, by the time you're, you know, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, or do you want to wait till you're 50, 55, 60 when you're nearing retirement? No, like I want that stuff right now. I don't, I want to choose what I want to do. I want the lifestyle right now. What I want, why would I want to wait? It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if that's what you want, that's cool. That's completely fine. But for me, it just doesn't make sense. So, uh, so who's going to help you do it? Do you need someone to guide you through the process? And number five, so we have, Think about what you want, think about why you want it, think about how you're going to do it, and think about who's going to help you do it. If, if that's something that you need help with, I would suggest no one, can, no one can do this alone. No one can go through life alone. You can, but it's, it's not that easy. It's really not that easy. If you have someone in your corner backing you up telling you, hey, listen, you know, I've been through this before. I recommend you don't do this. I recommend you do this. These are like learn from their failures so you don't have to waste so much time failing yourself. You know, you're, you can, I mean, fail, you fail and fail fast, fail often, fail forward. Learn from those mistakes. But if someone can help you avoid making those mistakes, why not? And if you have to pay them a little bit of money, who cares? It's saving you time. It's saving you wasted energy. Okay. So that's just how I think about things. It's a little bit different than most, but Number five is think about the actionable steps that you're going to take next to start the process of hitting those goals, of hitting those targets. What's the next actionable step that I can take to move forward? You know, you know enough right now to start. You know enough right now to at least get moving or you know enough right now to make that next decision to get you to that next actionable step. And that might be finding the who. Finding the who is going to help me you know, figure out that next step. And that's how you take control, take control of your life. You're your own life's manager and you have to think about it. You have to actually sit down and think about what you want and how are you going to create it? 
Anything that you see in your mind, you can create. But you have to think about it first. <laughs> and so few of us do that. So a few of us sit down and just reflect on what we want or think about on what we want. Like I said, that high performance planner back there has allowed me to do that on a daily basis. It forces me to think. And the plan of care is seven days a week for life. You have to work on these things on a daily basis. These things don't come natural to us. Just like your professional uh, development and professional skills you have to work on to master. You have to develop them, you know, first learn them in PT school, start to implement them into your clinical rotations and then master them over time. You have to, you know, develop yourself personally as a human being. I mean, Danny, eight days a week, why not? Let's get it. You know, we're a bit extra, so why not? Let's, let's, do, let's do eight days a week. You know what, Danny, let's do eight days a week. I like eight, eight's a good number. All right, so you have to work on yourself personally. You have to. Personal development is key. It's everything. If you don't work on this, what goes on in your mind, that is a sure and definite way to burning out and burning out quick. Quick, quick, quick. So just as much, just as, much as you want to develop yourself professionally, you have to work on your personal development. Man, I wrote a lot. So... Hope all this makes sense. If this was valuable, go ahead and just comment valuable below. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and just reach out to me and I'll be happy to answer them. Um, I know Ariana asked, what do you do if you start to feel like you're begin beginning to see the signs of burnout at your current job? So if you're starting to see the signs of burnout at your current job, you wanna really focus on, on these three things. Either create a new environment within your job or outside of your current job. Um, you know, figure out a way to just kind of push forward and be that positive light, be that positive energy for your patients. Um, drown that negative energy that's surrounding you. And eventually if you're more, if your energy is, uh, is greater than theirs, they'll have to adapt to yours. They'll have to rise to your energy. Okay. So that's one way of doing it. Uh, another way of doing it, if you start to feel like you're beginning to see signs of burnout at your current job is to quit quit and find a new job. <laughs> uh, number two, invest in yourself and your mind, you know, personal development every single morning, every single night, start listening to positive, uh, you know, have that positive self-talk, listen to, uh, you know, positive podcasts on confidence, on motivation, inspiration, listen to people's, you know, success stories. Um, and then the control, you have to sit down and think about what you actually want. Cause that, that, you know, sign that you're starting to burn out might just be because uh, you don't have control. You don't have control. So does that, you know, current employer, does that job that you're currently like, you know, undergoing, does that even align with where you want to be? Is that something that you even want to do? Um, is that an environment that you want to be in? If it's not and it's draining you and it's, you know, causing you to be more negative, is it even worth staying there? There are other jobs out there that you can go out and get. And I'm sure um, if you've, you know, taken if, if you've invested in yourself, you can find them and you, it just, and that, that's it. How do you overcome the feeling? I mean, the treatment's right there. If, if it, if eight days is not enough, eight days a week isn't enough, do nine days, nine days a week, you know, 10 days a week, whatever you got to do, <laughs> start creating more days. But, um, but that's it guys. I, I hope that was valuable tonight. Um, get more fuels to let it burn. That's right, Andy. That's right. 
But uh, I hope that was valuable, everyone. I hope you have an amazing night. Uh, thank you for joining me on NGPT Talk Tuesday. And we'll talk soon, as always. Take care. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. If you have any questions or would like to speak to us directly about your New Grad PT experience, please do not hesitate to contact us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. As always, we welcome you to join our free New Grad PT Mentorship group on Facebook. And we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. If you can think of at least one person who can benefit from listening to this episode today, please be sure to share it with them. We look forward to seeing you and them on the next episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. Thank you. Have an amazing day.